Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. All right, it's time for another episode of the Ice Cream Social to the Across from Venus Podcast. Across from Venus Podcast. Oh my God! Oh um, how's it going, Paul? Fucking awesome! You're like a little eight-year-old over there. You, you have your candy cigarette. I got a candy cigarette. Yeah, there's this really cool candy store out near the Baobab Theater over at uh, Town Square, and I picked yeah. these up uh, like a week ago. Uh, maybe two weeks ago, and they've been in my backpack ever since. And I just busted one out today, and the whole pack is solid still, not a cracked one in the mix. I'm so jazzed, and I'm literally, literally jazzed because I'm smoking a cigarette like I'm at a cool jazz cafe. <laughs> Paul literally pulled out a candy cigarette like a second before we went on the air, and was like, uh, like an eight year old trying to pretend to smoke like an adult. It was really adorable. Yeah. He's still doing it. I love it. I know. He's just. Uh, I feel like I'm. I feel, like I'm with, I feel like I'm in a 50s noir movie with you right now. <laughs> Just the room is filling with candy smoke. You know, when I was a kid, you know, they had the uh, candy cigarettes with the... Uh, gum? The gum, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck that shit. Garbage. I, Those were terrible. Uh, loved, because uh, you, you could puff the smoke They let out you do one smoke puff. Yep. And that was, and then they banned those. I hated that shit. This is where it's at. I thought they were Real all gone. Candy I'm surprised cigarettes. To see, I'm surprised to see one. I'm surprised to see any candy cigarette as well. I'm. Uh, Are they called something else now that they're not no, called? No, they're cigarettes? candy cigarettes. There's just no. Uh, there's no red tip on these. Oh, which right. Is interesting. They just show. So it's like the danger then would be the kids would just eat cigarettes. Yes. <laughs> The, the, that candy store has to get them special, right? I imagine that the average candy store does not sell candy cigarettes. You find these at your specialty shops. They have these at Rocket Fizz. <laughs> right, where the market is. Please do not do that for the rest of the episode. <laughs> see? See? Yeah, see? Yeah. One more uh, question before I go. Go ahead. <laughs> I got one more thing for you. Just, just real quick, real quick, if you don't mind. There's one last thing that's been bothering me about this candy cigarette thing. Um, uh, you know, uh, when you take a candy cigarette, you break it out there, you give it to your babies or whatever. Um, do you murder people? <laughs> It'd be great if there was a detective. Who that was effective? And I could just say, "Do you murder people?" Like, effective yes. detective, the effective detective. It is effect. I think you can. I think that's uh, that's how they work in those um, interrogation rooms, don't they? They're like, "Hey, would you like some coffee? How about I get you a nice snack from the snack bar? We could order you a cheeseburger. You're a murderer, right?" You know, they just there play. is a bit of uh, you know they say that they can't portray this accurately on TV, but the most effective interrogation method is kind of what you're saying, but it really is just time. You sit there and you sit down. You don't have to play nice to them. You have to play bad cop, good cop, none of that stuff. You just sit down, keep talking about the details, keep talking about the details, and then they eventually people just don't keep their shit together and it just starts to fall apart. Yeah. Unless they're a real pro. Unless they're a fucking pro. Mm. And they squeeze, their, they squeeze their sphincter during a lie detector test. Uh, you know that's a way to beat a lie detector test? Squeeze your sphincter. So mm-hmm. I always beat them. Yeah. So I always pretend like I'm having a lie detector test. <laughs> <laughs> squeeze, squeeze away. I wondered why that was. Are you doing your male kegels? Is that what's yeah. going on? Male kegels. <laughs> um, I studied them in the wild. Hey, rebelstorytellers.com put out a story today. Uh, top 11 reasons why they miss living in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. We were number eight. Yeah. We were number eight. Rebelstorytellers.com dash las dash Vegas. No, slash las dash Vegas slash. Anyway. <laughs> 
Perfect. Here's what we lost. It's to. on our Facebook page, right? Yeah, there we put it on our Facebook page. <laughs> and that is uh, F A. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> uh, here's, what, here's what we lost to. We lost to downtown. We, we couldn't beat downtown. We're all eight. of downtown. You can't beat downtown. Can't beat where, downtown. where do you go when all the worries know. and troubles are getting you down? <laughs> Downtown, yeah, we, right. We also record downtown, and we do our show downtown, so we're part of downtown. But, we are, but uh, I'll take that. We lost the Nevada Day. We're not, we're not better than Nevada Day. What is? The, the, this article makes an excellent point, actually, which is that Nevada became a state on Halloween, so the state gets Halloween off. So if you live in Nevada, you get like as a kid, that's great. You don't have to go to school on Halloween. That's that's the reason. Like every kid should want to move here. It's a reason to move here. It's a yeah. reason to live here. Yeah. We're not better than casinos. We're not. We're not better than casinos. Uh, 24-7 everything. Which is part of the reason I love this town yeah, so much. I get, I, it's so rare that I leave, but when I do, that's one of the things that just shocks me. Yeah, and I would that say like... That shit ain't open. Moving from New York City to here, that was a thing that uh, is nice. Like, uh, there's no culture shock there. New York's got a lot of 24-7 stuff, too. Yeah, and a lot of good food. And so, like, one of the things that, like, you didn't have to adjust to, like, moving anywhere else was... You know, you when you move anywhere from New York City, you are a New York snob for a good long time. Mm, I bet. But, but Las Vegas kind of eases you out of that. And uh, number three is the food, which is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So here's the thing, right? Uh, uh, there's a fast food chain out here that I, don't, I haven't seen in a lot of places. But it's called Freddy's. It might be growing. It might be in a lot of different places. I don't know this you place know about Freddy's. No, Freddy's Steak Burgers. Have you heard of Freddy's Steak Burgers? No, I'm intrigued. It's like In and Out, but without the uh, Mormon stuff on the cups. <laughs> you know what I mean? No Bible verses. Yeah, there's, I think it's a non-religious thing. But it's like yeah, they're little tiny burgers that are really good. And uh, they, what they really have is they have an amazing hot dogs, right? Mm. And they do like the grilled grilled bun. Oh, oh, yeah. Grilled bun, you know, like white bun hot dog, not yeah. like the closed bun, but the open kind of bready bun. Right. Grilled hot dog, right? The fatty rabbit hole right here, everybody. It, but, so <laughs> here's the bun itself is grilled as well? Yes. Oh. It's unreal, right? Paul mm. just made an orgasmic noise. It sounds Paul's so just, good. If Paul's napping in two I minutes, ha- we know I'm, what just happened. I'm hungry. <laughs> so <laughs> I, go to, I go to a Freddy's, right, and I get the, uh, the, the two hot dog combo, right? But the way the order goes is... I go like I'll have the two hot dog combo, and they're like, right? Uh, what what combo? And I was like the two hot dogs. I'm like okay, and then I go to the drive-through, and I get the bag. The bag feels a little heavier than a two hot dog combo. You got should. two hot dog combos. No, I got one hot dog combo and then two hot dogs. Right. Uh, so I had a total of four hot dogs in my bag. Whoa! And this is what a fatty I was. I feel the wait. I look at the receipt, and the woman's like, is there a problem? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and I just paid her. Because you had been charged for all of them. Yeah. And I drove off with four hot dogs. Like, a, like what am I, in like a Nathan's competition? What is it, the 4th of July? <laughs> Fuck you, Joey Chestnut. I'm coming for you. How fat do you have to be in transit to consume four hot dogs before, like, like you can't wait. Like, there's, there's point A and point B. Did and you, I must, ate, you ate the hot dogs in your car? Uh, I drove... I, I drove. Uh, I was driving. I never eat food in my car. Oh, oh! I drive to from uh, here to L.A. like very often. Oh, so you'd have to eat your car. Your food yeah, your I car. eat my car. Yeah. 
So you don't eat in your car ever, huh? Never. The stormtrooper stays super clean? I try. Crispy, crispy clean? I try. Every time I get Ann in the car, she's always like, let's go get dippy cones. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so <when laughs> you... I'm such a stickler for God neatness. damn you and your dippy cones, she woman. Lo- she loves a dippy cone. She loves a dippy cone. Oh, man, my wife, I love her a dippy cone. My wife loves dippy cones. You want to make a friend for life? Offer Ann McFeeders a dippy cone. She'll what be is like, it? Where do you get a dippy cone You can from? get them at Mickey D's. You can get them at... Uh, the better ones are from uh, Burger King. Oh, okay. Okay, so fast food and the best, of course, are uh, Dairy Queen. Oh, it's the oh, okay. It's a magic shell, soft serve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, got it, got it. Dippy cone, dippy cone. Uh, Soft serve ice cream dipped in, and you don't want that in your car. You order drive through, correct? All the time. But you don't eat in the car. No, no I wait till I get home. You don't even pick a fry out of the bag? Occasionally. Come on, you got it. Occasionally, I'll go for a fry. Mandatory fry. Occasionally, I'll pick for a fry, but it's rare. Really? Oh man. Yeah. If you just stayed in your car, you would lose all the weight you always wanted. It's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> you could do the Paul Mattingly car diet. And you mm-hmm. could do all Because then I couldn't eat it. You I wouldn't be able it. to eat. Yeah. <laughs> that would do it. Uh, I'll, drink a, I'll drink a milkshake in a car. Number one on the list was smoothie. the sunshine. We, we can't beat the sun. So that's fine. <laughs> we'll take number eight. We'll like take number eight. It. Thank you. Um, you know what I was realizing? There are bands that I respect now that I did not respect at the time, in their time. <laughs> Hit me with a few of these. Okay. I'll see if I even respect them still. Okay, the first one would be the police. Uh, Fair. You didn't respect them back in the well, day. Well, I did not like the police at all when they came out. Why? Not necessarily when they came out. I mean, I was a, a kid. Right, I was a baby. I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember my friend's older brothers being like, yeah, the police. Yeah, exactly, right? I remember being like, oh, no, the, the, the drummer's a machine. He's, a, he's better than a metronome, you know, whatever that whole nonsense was about that, you know. He's better than a metronome. And this Sting's voice. Like, I didn't respect how amazing Sting's voice was and, like, that whole, like, reggae, rock, reggae punk type of thing they were doing they sort of had um, I had no um palette for that vampire weekend has sort of uh taken their slot right. there with what they I, and I like me a lot of vampire weekend right. stuff mm-hmm. uh and they got they're always they got some great clever lyrics i like the vampire yeah vampire weekend's great um i uh but uh now i listen to the police i really like it like, yeah, I really police have some pretty clever lyrics yeah. too i mean I, i'm certainly not the first person to be telling people the police is a good band i'm guys, just saying that i've come around on. guys you ever heard this band the police <laughs> scoops exclusive <laughs> scoops exclusive the police good band <laughs> okay that guy sting can sing <laughs> this might work out for him my wife loves sting we went to see yeah. sting uh at the mgm arena uh pre-marriage i think that was one of our dates. okay she loves sting if a girl uh masturbates to thinking about sting does she have to do it for seven hours yeah it has to be tantric <laughs> have to you have to do it tantrically yeah mm-hmm. work herself to mm-hmm. do that um smashing pumpkins what the huh. fuck is wrong with you i did not like them when they first came out i have i love Love now. I didn't. I didn't get on board with Gish, but right. Siamese Dream. Forget it. Yeah, that was like one of my favorite. Still, one of my favorite albums of all time. Now, like, did you not like them because they were like they were mainstream and you wanted to stay away from them, or maybe, did you just I not can, like I, them, or what? I, I've never been like great on the music tip. Like never. <laughs> no, like really, like historically, like yeah, like even in grade school, everyone got into Guns and Roses. We I was know like, you like you like your. Uh, Bruce Springsteen and well, yeah, but that's actually well, that's a good thing though. But uh, okay, yeah, right. That, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's fine. okay. Sure, that holds up. Sure. No, there's lots of stuff I like that d- does not hold up at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But I, I that's interesting. So now you're getting into Smashing Pumpkins. Well, it's just they come on. I'm like, wow, this this is the song that I hated when I was a kid. Like, I was it a good song. It's a really good song. I have almost everything they've ever put out. I've got yeah. like rarities, B sides. I'm a if you need yeah. if you need me to make you a master mix pumpkins track, I can. I just think yeah, yeah like I, so I, I think like I thought Billy Corgan was so arrogant, and I think he just he is off. he was that was the whole reason that band began, right? And he was, was kind basically of the band a, anyway. It was right? basically like a was bet between him and Darcy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like he he made that name up specifically. He's like I could make a name a stupid the stupidest name you can imagine and i could make that band super successful and that's what he did yeah wow i saw them in concert in 93 yeah out of control yeah so good he still had hair it would forget about it oh man great great show and i was still feeling like a bandwagoner at that point right like because because it's still it was siamese dream and it was blowing up and i was like oh man if i was one of the cool guys I was into them with gish but no <laughs> no uh, not me not me i had to be slow boat but, yeah. Oh, I love them. I, I, I ended. Up, I've seen the. I ended up seeing them. I think four, t- three times, three times, three times. This is one, and there's one band. Song with Lollapalooza this, as well. Yeah, you four might, times. you might hop off my this 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 jacket. Here we go. Right All now right, two. So one. far, you're two for two. This, this is the last one I'll say, and then we'll move on to another topic. But you might not stay on this one. Duran Duran. No, I like Duran Duran. They, I got no problem with Duran Duran. You hear like a second of their song, and you know it's theirs. The Reflex, dude. That is yeah. one of the better songs. Ever put down. I did not understand. Like, I felt like at the time they sound so typical. It's every girl just thought they were hot. Yeah. You know? Sure. They were easy to dismiss because of their hair. The, yeah. And that, like, and everything was like, in the 80s was like, the, the, no one had like a thicker 80s sound to me that was like so typical. So at the time, I used to just get uncomfortable listening to mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I've got Duran Duran on my phone right now. But uh, I, have a whole, I have a whole album on here. Look at that. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. They're good. Yeah, we all have the internet now, Jacob. It's <laughs> No. I mean, it's on my phone. <laughs> It's saved, saved on, on my phone. phone. I, no, I Googled them. Look. It is downloaded on my phone. Oh, Come on. <laughs> no, they're good. I don't own any. Trying to back I don't, you up over here. I don't own any Duran Duran, but yeah. I enjoy Duran Duran. And I have a really cool remix of View to a Kill. Yeah. An oh, e- wow. An EDM remix of View to a Kill. Pretty I do remember liking track. View to the Kill when I was younger. Now, I, forever, my karaoke go-to was Hungry Like the Wolf, <gasps> where there's a 14-measure guitar break in there where I narrate that I'm about to become a werewolf and that everyone in the bar is in danger. That's my, that's my go-to move. That's, that's awesome. That's my go-to move. And, uh, oh, and I've been cool. doing it ironically forever. And now I'm like, you know what? This is a good song. Irony is gone. It's, irony is gone. Is that I, something I that comes with age? Does irony leave you as you get older? I guess you can't enjoy stuff ironically because you're like, if it was enough of, a, of an idea to make it into the, the realm of ideas, it had some kind of quality behind it. And you see how ephemeral life is and how yeah i definitely think when you're younger you don't fail enough to realize that like that happening means that like something happened. a lot like, of a work. lot of things had to happen for yeah, that yeah, to be yeah. mm-hmm. in your ear whereas like you know it's just and and also uh, there's also a thing about being in the pocket right like no one's making music for me anymore so if i if i ironically dig something that's out there's no like weight to that because like who cares what someone my age thinks about <laughs> popular culture so if i'm i'm ironically we are no it, longer in anyone's demographic yeah 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 like i'm not in the pocket so like to yeah. ironically like something has no value anymore right yeah um so now you just go like oh, i guess kids like it you know like it's, i think that's all you do <laughs> yeah i think uh, not a whole lot of stuff i for me one of the best side effects of having a kid is you're like you now uh don't uh care that you don't know anything about popular culture there's anymore. no yeah, You're like, yeah <laughs> like, i have a you know, kid i don't know there's no music that I, I haven't seen a movie or anything whatever you want no I don't i'd say know the, there I, actually i did buy an album this week that kind of fits into the ironic enjoyment uh, category for me uh you guys know dragon force no they are extreme speed metal but really uh upbeat 
speed metal, not like Metallica, Death and Anger. Uh, much more positive lyrics, and they do a ridiculous cover of Ring of Fire on this new album. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. <laughs> speed metal Ring of Fire. Um, so Dragon Force, uh, they're a group that I I do. I mean, it, it's kind of with tongue-in-cheek that I dig. But I, I've kind of come around to really, I like them. They're good, but it's super fast, super like so fast, yeah, so fast. Like I, I've gotten really into metal a little bit more. I was always into metal. No, I was into, I don't know. Where were you on Andrew WK? No, thank you. Okay, so not even like because like that was like there was only irony where you could like him. It's so bizarre. He's such a strange. He's a interesting guy. Yeah, but I don't. I mean, like that. Party, party, party. We're yeah, going to yeah, really yeah. party, 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 party. But by the same token, I'm listening to Mindless Self-Indulgence. I love them. And right. there's a bunch of you know similar stuff. But it's, I don't know. I He is weird. He's weird. Yeah. He's super weird. Yeah. You know, uh, we were on, our episode is up on the Ardent Atheists is up. Did we talk about this on the podcast? Yet? I don't think on the podcast, nope. except for maybe that we were going to be on it. But Yeah, so it's up now. It's up. So yeah. you can go and listen to the Ardent Atheist episode where we are on with Ryan Bell. That's what I was going to say, is that like if, if you're looking to check it out, I mean, uh, please just keep subscribing listen to our episodes first. Um, <laughs> but if you want more, uh, we were on with uh, Heather and Emery on the Ardent Atheist. They have a very popular atheist podcast, but uh, the guest that we were on was uh, was fascinating. Uh, Ryan Bell, who is the uh, Seventh-day Adventist minister who left uh, the church to become ex- to experiment with a year of atheism. Uh, and and he is a, he's just a, it's like a six-month check-in is yeah. the episode that we were on. Because uh, he was on, th- I think, three weeks in, he was on Penn Sunday School. Uh, but uh, we had him uh, w- w- to kind of catch up with Ryan. Especially since I, got, I, was, I interviewed him with Penn Sunday School, it was really fun to kind of catch up with him. But it's a good episode. And, uh, and we're funny on it, which I think is nice. Yeah. We, we, <laughs> bonus. We look good. We look we, good we, on that. We on went that. ahead and we were funny on that. We came out pretty good on that one. I like it. Um, I threw up, uh, you know. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it four hot dogs? <laughs> I threw up four <laughs> hot dogs. <laughs> that was fast. Oh, that was a fucking lightning fast callback on that. It's the candy cigarette. Uh, fucking, <laughs> it's all the nicotine yeah. in your candy. <laughs> uh, do you, you don't do much with the like the throwback Thursdays and those kinds of things on the social media. Right? No, not a lot. Even I'm like old, I'm an old person, I don't have old pictures of me in digital form. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know what's funny is I take I just take it. pictures of the physical pictures. Yeah, I, I don't have a ton of those yeah. at home. I have a few, but most of that's back in Kentucky. So I had to renew my passport. So I had my old passport photo, <laughs> and, and I okay. So here's the thing: I knew that this was a funny photo. I knew this was not a good photo of me. <laughs> I threw it up on uh, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. This is the one with the frosted tips. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so like right before I left St. John, I remember going to like some hairstylist that I. What year was this? Okay, this is 2002. Yeah, that was the year of the frosted tip, man. That was the year of the frosted tips. Yeah. Straight up. 2002, 2003, I did frosted tips too. That is so funny. I was convinced by a hairdresser friend of mine. you got to try yes, it. you exactly, got to try yeah, it. Yeah. It'll look so good. It was in the St. John, John Hair Salon. <laughs> right. It sure did. And it worked. Yeah. I guess. Listen, <laughs> listening to a girl. Frost my tips. Oh, I, was, I was listening to a dude. Oh, man. <laughs> you and I are uh, different men then, I guess. Yep. But uh, <laughs> So I don't think I would listen to a dude say frost your tips. I know. Uh, you don't. You, 
Uh, I would frost his tips. You know what I'm talking about? For a dollar. Four hot dogs. For hot dogs, yeah. For for four hot dogs, I would frost anyone's tips. But um, yeah. So 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 I throw this up there, right? And I'm thinking like, all right, I'm gonna throw up the fucking island photo, my fucking hair frosted tips. I got the little bear totem necklace on, tugging that way. Go ahead, have at it. Call me, you know, weirdo, whatever. Everyone calls me a murderer. Everyone calls me a murderer. <laughs> the entire response, the whole thread on Facebook, everything on Twitter is that you look like a wanted felon, a murderer, a fucking like scumbag. There's like some everything. darkness behind those eyes. Yo. Everything on it. I was like, this, I was not expecting 90, you're a murderer responses. That was not my intention. You're planning on, oh, wow, do you look silly? Yeah, like, what an idiot. What a goofball. What a, you know, nice you, tips. You, nice tips, queer baby. Murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like you, you are getting away with crime. That was the whole deal. And I was really, really taken aback by it. I, I was not prepared. Not ready. Not ready for that. I will tell you that, like, um, you know, like, that I... That, and we've talked about this. Like, I have, I do have a scowl on my face. You have resting bitch face. I do have resting bitch face. I have male, the male version of resting bitch face. It's called resting bitch face. Yeah, yeah. No, because <laughs> I don't get called a bitch. No? No, because that's a different connotation. Like, I'm a boss. Like, I think it all the time. All I think is, there's uh, Matt. What look, a bitch. Look at that bitch. Look at that bitch face he's making. No, because because to call a guy a bitch, to call a girl a bitch are two different things. Two different things. Yes, you're yeah. right. Uh, I have watching TV scowling face. <laughs> when if you I'm really TV. concentrating on yeah. a television show, I look like I'm ready to kill somebody. Like I have I'm, what I have what my wife calls a listening face, and it's when I go to a show and I'm and I start like really paying attention to the right. sound. And you start to and, and then, yeah, I start, yeah. Oh, so I, I start getting annoyed and you're listening yeah. to how things are getting done. Yeah. My thing, like like the amount of people that tell me this story the same way. It's a lot, and it happens regularly, where they say, I saw you the other day on the street, and I was going to say hi, but you look like you were really, like, either had to get somewhere, or you look like you were really in, like, a mood, and so I left you alone. <laughs> and I hear that all the time. And the answer is like, no, nah, I'm just walking. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how I walk to places. I had just found $20. Point a to point B. And it's good to know that, like, if I'm not yucking it up and doing my best to showcase it, I am a murderer. I am. I am on my way to murder, or I am leaving. I just murdered, and I'm. I'm, I'm on my way. To go, Get an alibi to go somewhere else. Yeah, I'm on my way to hide murder weapons. I'm, I'm going to transition this into good news for my murderous face, but uh, I'm going to go out to Los Angeles because uh, I got cast in a movie. Congratulations! Yeah. And. Uh, we talked about it a little bit on Penn Sunday School because it's Penn's movie I got cast in. Very cool. Uh, but we actually, I had to go out and audition in L.A. to get it. Uh, it was just, Penn, Penn did indeed get me on the, on the list, but I had to go out, you know, get the sides, go in and do the part. Do your thing. And now I'm ready to go into this thing. Like I have to, it's, it's a serious part, which is why I think it's almost like, it almost stinks for Penn Sunday listeners or for even listeners of this podcast who know me. As this, they're not going to get the silly you. They're going to get a very different you. Yeah, and do they want that from me? And if they do, will they believe me? Mm, probably not. Right? Maybe. Like we, we talked about how when I fake my way in reality shows, that I'm actually doing my best acting there, but everyone just knows me as a comedian, so they're like, "You're a fucking idiot," right? So I'm worried about that factor because I am going to be trying very hard, and it is a serious part. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is a part where I have to, I have to use my, I have to use my bitch face, hardcore. You can do it. 
in in this in this. I have thing. every faith in you. But every uh, but the, but so we went out there to get my bitch face on. Uh, uh, my wife Sarah had an audition as well, and uh, you know I'm trying to like like uh, there's a, there's a thing with audition techniques. Tell me if you 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 correlate right. Hit but, me. But uh, so if you're going to audition for like a musical or like a stage show, mm-hmm. it is kind of typical to come in the room, smile, have a little bit of energy to you, do, you know, be a personality. And then when it comes to whatever the tone of the work you're auditioning for, if you're going to sing or do, do the sides of a, of a bigger show, you kind of like, uh, you know, vacuum into the part. Like you kind of suck it up and then boom, burst into the role. And then kind of like show that versatility, right? Mm-hmm. And go into it from there. And then TV and film, you're, they don't want Magic Man to walk through the room to deliver two lines as a bartender, right? Like you don't, you don't, you know, own the space. You simply walk in the room and you should be as close to looking like what they need. Right from the jump off. Right from the second you walk in the and, room. First impression. And that's the difference between stage and film. Yep. Uh, less is way more right. than in... TV because the tiniest movement on your face translates yes. through the camera. A raise of the eyebrow. Right. The f- if you walk in with bitch face, you better be coming in for a murderer part. Yeah. Right. And I'm ready yeah. to come in as I'm ready to come in as my mm-hmm. serious bitch face part, right? Yeah. If it's a TV role. And I'm thinking like this is a film and I'm just getting my first audition. Typically you go go in front of a casting person, then that casting person sends your 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 stuff on and then you get called back and then you finally get to meet some people or whatever. But I am uh, thinking I'm going to do that. So I'm dressed in my I'm dressed as close to my my cop as possible, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to walk in like super fucking focused, angry man on on the lookout kind of thing. And I like walk in the door, fuck like murderer Matt. You would not stop me on the street to say hello. And as soon as I walk in, it is Penn and Teller's manager, Peter Colton. It is Adam Rifkin, who we've interviewed on Penn Sunday School, the director of the movie, and like another person I met before. And they're all just like, Matt! And like, I have to immediately drop. Switch it up. Yeah, I immediately have to go to like musical theater mode. So I have to, you go like, from totally... first to fifth. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Ugh, gear shift. And I smile, but I punch everyone in the face. Right. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> you met in the middle. You got the role. Yeah. So, no, I, that's the thing. So that transition and then trying to transition back into serious acting, yeah. I started kind of flubbing a couple of lines. I was not, I did, I did not leave feeling like I gave an A+. Plus it threw after. you, sure. Yeah. yeah. And then after, they're, they're like, you didn't come out from Vegas just to audition for this, right? And I was like, no, no, no. I just happened to be out here lying my ass. I drove fucking all night. Mm-hmm. Like, all I want to do is audition for this movie. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, but, so I did not. But uh, it turns out that I ended up getting. I had uh, four hot dogs to eat, so it was okay. Yeah, I had <laughs> four on the way out. <laughs> And then I didn't feel good, so I only had three on the way back. <laughs> punished yourself. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was I punished myself with a three hot dog track. I told myself if I nailed this audition, it would be six hot dogs on the return. <laughs> but I did not do what I thought I could do. So it's three hot dogs for you, Matt. Just three. Each bite full of shame. <laughs> hot dogs full of shame. Hot dogs full the of Matt shame. Donnelly biography. <laughs> Uh, but long of misery. I gotta tell you, it's not meant to be an acting uh, book, but I'm reading Hot Dogs Full of Shame, and uh, man, I just feel so focused. And they got, so he's ready. got a lot of good insights. <laughs> um, you don't want to know where the hot dogs are made. No, no. But uh, so yeah, so well, that'll be fun. I'm excited about it. Get a little role in a movie. 
Congratulations, no, that's dude. Great. That's awesome. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. It's a great film. If you haven't, there's pen breaks it down. It literally like gives the whole movie away in one podcast. If you want to check that out on Penn Sunday School, he <laughs> just puts the whole movie in. We'll put it up. I'm like, are you going through the whole thing? He's like, yeah, I'm going to do it like I'm pitching it in Hollywood. And I was just like, telling the whole movie. All right, I guess people yeah. can make their own. Choice. Well, and, and, and alert. It, it is. It's kind of a spoilerific thing. Uh, backers of the film have already gotten copies of the script, right? Yeah. Oh, that's that was the weird thing is that. Yeah, people on Twitter were already being like, oh, is this the role you're playing? And I was like, yeah, that's the role I'm playing. Like, oh, that's a good part. It is an amazing part. Like, if, like, as a kid, I would think this would happen. And as an adult, I didn't think this would ever happen. But, like, uh, Penn happened to write a role for a guy who would have to be a big guy because he would have to wear the same thing that Penn has worn in the film. And it is a plot twist moment. And so, therefore, it has to be an unknown actor. So, right away, someone has written a part for a big guy and an unknown. Like, that never happens. But it's the way the film has to go mm-hmm. for all the parts to stay believable for the twist to fits pull in off. nice. Right. And so, it fits in nice. And then, uh, my only scenes are with the two stars of the movie. That's it. Like, it's like, usually, like, you know, when you're up for, when you, when you get dodging for a role, like, you, you rarely get to interact. If you make an Al Pacino movie, your first scene's not going to be with Al Pacino. Right. right? Like, but like... Let me get some more extras over here. <laughs> I want to discover someone. All the day players, come on over. <laughs> Hello there, I'm Al Pacino. Good to meet you. That's always the... Like, people Hoo-ah. talk about, like, I went to performing arts high school, and the people like, if you could go back and tell them something what would it be and I'd be like I would tell them that's no one's job to discover talent there's not one person's job it is to like I need to find someone new a fresh face that that position does not exist not anymore for sure no I mean you know like everybody and then I would and then the second thing I would tell them is that like everyone is an actor like you think writers are normal and producers are suits and and that directors are you know everybody's Everybody is struggling for the next gig. Everybody, including the cast director, just needs like needs that person to kick ass. Mm-hmm. Like they don't need to take a risk. No one's looking for potential. Like they're like, no, I just fuck. be a badass. Yeah, like if I don't fill it in, I don't get another gig. If I don't fill in these blank things, I don't get another gig. Also, so everyone is an actor. That's the two things I would tell them. High school. I hope you're listening. And um, <laughs> but yeah, so the Give two, up two scenes I'm doing. But the hardest thing is like, the That's first thing I'm doing <laughs> is just me and Penn. I'm just doing a scene with Penn. And How that, are you going to do it? <laughs> it's going to be really weird. So awkward. But it's going to be awkward. No, it'll be a little awkward. It'll be awkward. It'll be a little awkward. Because both of us, here's the thing, right? You know this. Is like, you know, like my, my fruitiest super actor role, like my wife sees it. Like, you know, when I get the script down, I start getting up the pad and I start breaking down the things, you know, mm-hmm. like doing all the things you don't admit you do because it feels so dumb to tell yeah. people what you do. Mm-hmm. Like you and I wouldn't, you know, like if we had to like audition for a musical in the same room with each other. That'd be really stupid hard, right? It'd be strange. It'd be really weird because we'd have to like see each other's like shining moment kind of stuff. Yeah, right? and our and our our prep. Yeah, so everybody like has their different little. How do you get ready for it? Yeah, and, and and so like I'm gonna have to like you know usually just you're just the anonymous guy. I'm here to play this fucking role. I'm just gonna try to knock it out, you know. But now it's gonna be like with people, a lot of people who know me watching me do it. It's weird. You'll be fine. Thank you. Well, and I'll say too because I was actually just listening to Sunday School on the way here today, uh, and you won't say it, so I'll say it. Is that uh, Penn mentioned that uh, Adam Rifkin, the director, said that you were the best guy for the part? 
Yes. That it wasn't you didn't you didn't just get this because you're 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 friends with Penn and you and you know the director and everything else. I mean, right. you, you said that you were genuinely the best person for the role that it auditioned. And who knows if that's true? But uh, <laughs> no, no, well, no, it's well, nice to think that it is. It is. No, no, no thank you. I, I did feel like I did okay. You know, like, I yeah. feel like I did, I did know the part. And I'll tell you the secret weapon which I did say in Penn Sunday School, which is that like I literally was like I really wanted to get like a friend because Sarah's auditioning too. So like I didn't want to keep making her work on my stuff. Normally we're not auditioning at the same time. Yeah, we really kind of are there for each other to nail each other's stuff uh uh she's also auditioning so i literally was like we should call a friend over or something like that and just have him come over to that to uh my mother-in-law's house and and work on it and uh and then i was literally like oh my mother-in-law is here i'm in her living room she is a casting director for 25 years i, I might uh, pass this her way yeah. she might have a few insights <laughs> I think she might be able to might be an insight i think she's read through a script or two with a couple of actors wow. and probably, so probably I, done that. I literally was like do you want to go over this with me? And she was amazing. She she really did give me like like two insights per scene that I had. That's so cool. That's yeah. really that cool. really helped open things up. So she she she's she's great. And I can officially say what she's in. She's in the Swagger Wagon commercial. If you go on YouTube, the Buster Rhymes Swagger Wagon, you can see my mother in law dancing. Uh, throwing down, throwing down. It's in pretty the background. great. She is a golfer in the background. The whole thing is crazy weird. Really cool. Like, I really like whoever came up with it, really just did it in their own way. It the, barely makes sense, uh, but it is fascinating to watch. And, uh, yeah, everyone dances in it, including my mother-in-law, who really just threw down and do her dance combo. So if you want to look for – you want to see my, a little glimpse at my, uh, my mother-in-law's talent, you can check out the Swagger Wagon thing <laughs> on YouTube. Um, <laughs> oh, I, 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 now that I said I'll just we'll just post it on our Facebook page. That's probably a good idea. Um, let's see. I talked about how I'm a murderer. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> you want to do you want to do a little scoop mail? Let's do it. Message for you, sir. Sorry, I know you're about to do something else. No, I'm good. Uh, we got one right here from uh, Jason. Hello, gentlemen. I just started listening to the podcast at the beginning of July, and I've been semi-marathoning them trying to catch up. So far, I'm up to episode number 28. Been loving the podcast and wish I could comment on each one, but I won't take all of your time to do that. I will make a few random comments, though. I know who John Carmack is, and after like three episode mentions of him in a row, I was thinking it would have been funny if you guys had to mention him in every podcast after that. (laughs) That would be funny. Also, for some reason, after listening to Matt on PSS, I thought for some reason he was much nerdier than he apparently is. Nope. I I totally get that he is a comedy nerd, but after listening to the podcast, I was surprised to find out that it seems he hasn't played a single video game in his life. I didn't realize I'd be identifying with Paul Moore. But either way, you guys are both still funny and both great. I think it's funny that if I were to come off as a video gamer on Penn Sunday School. Well, I think it's the who you're surrounded with. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. also, my level of nerd is kind of seismic yes. in certain ways. Yeah. There are a couple of things that I am way into. I can tell you he has la- leveled up to level, level 10 of I, nerddom. Exactly. I, I purposely stopped playing video games because I was an unproductive person when I was obsessed with them. I was an addictive... Very addictive video game player. It's and easy I to can get tell into you it that way. That I, I, there was a dynasty mode NCAA basketball game where you could keep recruiting mm-hmm. and building a basketball oh. program. Holy fuck! Did I lose years of my life on that? Right. And then Fable was the one. That one so really got into you. Okay. Fable was the those two. Like I started literally like not working properly. I started See, not I can't, being late to my shifts hmm. and stuff, and so I can't even play those kinds of games. Those I'm are, not a big RPG guy. Yeah. Anything that's a time sink. I get really frustrated right. with. 
if I can't get in and out in a half hour, I'm not really interested. That, 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 that's probably a good thing. And, and so, I know, I definitely. Yeah. And of late, especially yeah. these last couple of weeks, I've been very busy. Right. And I just, video games is the first thing that, that gets hit. I try to get on for at least an hour a week. But that's about all I can do anymore. Really? Yeah, I have. That would be. We would all lose a bet on that. We'd all lose a bet. Oh yeah, there. Everyone would. Have been I over don't play that. as much. Like if, if a new game comes out. Yeah. And and I'll make a point to set some time aside if it's a really good one. I'll get lost for about like eight hours, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. But that's over a week, and then that's it. Like, yeah. Like uh, Magic: The Gathering, the new version of that one that came out on Xbox Live. Uh-huh. I put about. I've put probably eight hours into that one now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not quite. Um. But I'm kind of done. I beat the main campaign, and I've gotten I've gotten all the downloads, and I'm kind of done. I'll, I'll, I'll come back to it time and again, but it's only going to be for like 45 minute stretches. All right, cool. What huh. else? What else got going on? Uh, he wants to know: uh, Is the Twitter for the podcast at Hey Scoops? Yes, it is. Yes. If so, you've randomly started following. You randomly started following me the other day, and I was surprised since I've never emailed in before or said anything Thanks about you on Twitter that I know of. So, how did you sneaky bastards know I've been listening like crazy? Do you have a scoop sense? You are. Uh, this is going to feel really weird to you. What's his name? Uh, this is Jason. Jason. Jason's going to feel really weird. You are the only person who listens to this podcast. <laughs> Every other person we follow on Twitter is a bot. <laughs> Secretly, this has always just been your podcast. You came in late, yeah. but we're glad we got you. Yeah, we've got, I mean, we put out like 16 episodes before we got you, but uh, we finally roped you in, Jason. So if you could tell a friend, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Just double operation, scoop. Operation double scoop, Jason. Uh, thanks for your time and the great podcast. I did say hi to Matt briefly at the uh, B&D party this year. That'd be the uh, Bacon and Donuts party. Uh, but I still felt bad slash awkward because I didn't want to disrupt his enjoyment of the show. But I felt I had to say hi and give my appreciation. Maybe I'll write a follow-up once I've caught up with some more thoughts. Have any of your scoops identified what flavors of ice cream they would be? I'd say I may or may not be a flavor from an ice cream company that may or may not have started out with 31 flavors called Chocolate Moose Royal, but I wouldn't want you to get any cease and desist letters, so I may or may not do that. And finally, I'm sorry that this is probably already too long. Keep up the great work, guys, and I hope to keep doing, and I hope you keep doing them as long as you enjoy them. That's from Jason. All right. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Uh, Our own flavored ice cream? Like individually, we individually, have I, think, I think it's yeah. oh, if you were an ice cream flavor, what would oh, it be? Oh, if I was an ice cream flavor, I would be Swirtle, Penn Gillette's ice cream from Walgreens. It's that called Swirtle. That is good, good ice cream. Good shit, man. That is, is good ice good cream. Stuff. And and when I don't know an answer, I might as well default to plug to the guy who created this podcast. Yeah, not a bad idea. By you, Jacob. What uh, ice cream flavor would you be? Would it be now? Is we were going into our favorite ice cream flavor, or just the flavor no, the we one think that we you would, be? would be? Oh, I don't know. Uh, mint chocolate chip. I have no reason. For is that. there one filled with like a sour hate <laughs> mask? Like it has to be chocolate covered hate, right? Yeah. Like uh, I'm a wealth of hatred covered in a saccharin. Is there an ass sweat sl- and cheese flavor? <laughs> yeah. Because I think that's kind of where I'm living. Yeah, I'm like if there's an ice cream that's just annoyed by everything constantly, that that'd be me. Uh, is there a dippity cone? What is it? Dippy cone. Dippy cone. Dippy cone. Give me a dippy cone. Dippy cone. And loves dippy cones. Oh my gosh! Brought my kid to uh, Thrifty's ice cream. There's Thrifty's ice cream out here. Do you Look out! That? And uh, 
gave him a waffle cone. He's, you know, 11 months old. And he just started chewing and he ate the whole waffle cone. You gave him just a cone, no ice cream? No ice cream. No ice nice cream. Nice move. Yeah. We honestly, he's just teething. So we just wanted to like That's gum perfect. something. And normally he just comes up and throws on the ground. But he fucking loved the waffle cone. It was adorable. That's a, oh. that's a perfect one. Uh, we got I another one here. One for my dog. Oh. We got one here from Adrian. Hey, Hello, guys. Adrian. Huge fan. I have five kids, and I'm straddling the fence on whether or not I should raise my child in atheism or in the church. My wife is Catholic, and I'm not. And for a long time, I felt they should be raised in the church, and as they get older, let them come into their own. But now I'm not sure. What do you all think? Also, I'm having another kid uh, due to my... Right, I'm trying to read these, ty- these typo here. We'll be uh, right back with more Ice Cream Social after these words. I am having another kid due to my dislike for odd numbers. I'm trying to think of a good name. Uh, my son's name is Ted. So I was thinking, Bill, if it's a boy, not too sure about girls' names, maybe a double name. Well, love the show. Uh, y'all keep it up. Stay gay. That's from Adrian. Stay, <laughs> Stay gay. gay. I like it. Uh, I say name him Steven for even Stevens. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, I would say uh, if it's a girl, Madden Madeline. Um, <laughs> Matt Madeline. Madden Madeline. Um, I like it. If it's a guy, I would say uh, Jacob's Hair would be a good name. Jacob's Hair is a great name. It's a good um, name. Solid. So Manly. as for like uh, having another kid just because you hate odd numbers, uh, it sounds like a bad idea. It seems like... <laughs> Seems like more thought should go into it than that. Uh, I don't know. You're if you're always rolling me. the dice. I don't know if you're asking for advice on that one. But Best would, case, that seems weird. I just don't know. I don't know if that's a romantic way to propose it to the wife. I don't know if the family is like, we all hate odd numbers, right? And everyone's like, please don't have another kid. Five, five is a ridiculous amount. I'm one of six. I can tell you, we would have been fine with five. Um, Aren't you the last one? No, I'm the middle. I'm the oh, middle. okay. I was about to say, obviously not the youngest. No, no, definitely not the youngest. And. Uh, uh, let me think. What was the other thing? The other thing was, Should do you, you raise them in the church? Or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was the other thing? The most important question. Right. Yeah, exactly. The most important thing that he wrote <laughs> in about. I don't understand the mentality of starting him in the Catholic Church and then letting him find his own. If you're going to let them find their own, why not just start there? I don't understand the idea of like, it's hard. It's, it's when We go through this, and, I, and I, this is analogous to me, and I've discussed with you before, uh, to improv training. Improv, people insist on teaching antiquated ways in levels one and two and then really letting loose in levels three and four. And uh, the UCB was the first one that really had a methodology. It was like, this is what everyone's doing now. We're just going to start teaching improv where it's at right now. And so by level two, you're hopping into like the most advanced performance you can hop into. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't understand teaching the same mistakes that you went through just because you know how to handle those mistakes. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, no, I... uh Catholicism is kind of the gateway drug to atheism, <laughs> but uh, but don't even don't even go down that path if you don't have to. And like, it, is, it is just so tough though, especially and we don't know where Adrian lives, obviously. But I mean, right. you know, if you're in a if you're in a big metropolitan area, you know it's very different than growing up in you know the rural South. Uh, you know, I mean, right where the, where the your community, your whole your whole your whole social outlet may be around some church absolutely. community. Absolutely, right. yeah. I mean, growing up in growing up in Louisiana, I mean, it was the church and school, and that was kind of it. Yeah, yeah. No, and I understand that too. I can just I just don't understand, like, especially I guess his wife is Catholic, so she, you just stay out of it. Like, I don't understand even how you're going to be honest. Like, I would be honest with my kid right from the get go. Like, hey, mom's taking me to church. You want to go? Like, no, I don't. Why I don't believe in it? Uh, help yourself. It seems real silly to me. Uh, like I don't know where you go from there. 
Yeah, that's a tough one. And, and also, like as someone who was raised religious, uh, you hop out of religion, but still into like this spiritual realm. That got me in just as much trouble. Not that just as much trouble. I mean, there's not, there aren't like armies of like I'm spiritual, but I'm not sure what that means. You know, there aren't there aren't like terrorists who are like I think there's an energy. Uh, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I refuse to believe that nothing is there since I have no evidence. <laughs> Take this plane. <laughs> so long, oh. head. Yeah, exactly. It's like what the. F- yeah, you're right. Yeah, but 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 nonetheless, I mean, it's not as bad. But but there's still like that that time period is still icky to me. Uh, and I feel like it's it's on my Throwback Thursday photo, <laughs> you know, my bear <laughs> my bear totem. Uh, it's just so dumb. But uh, so I don't understand. I yeah, I, I just not into uh, purposeful, uh, you know, st- trial and error. I'm not I'm not into purposeful error to start. You know what? Let him watch Ben Hur a couple times and call <laughs> it a fucking day. <laughs> Or just start with just reading the Bible. Sure, that'll, that'll chase them away. <laughs> well, my my if thing you is read always it without I mean, any edits. Yeah, is, is it is it good if you think that it's a lie? Is it good to tell your kid that? Well, if you I frame mean, any, it as anything, a, I'm saying if you frame it as a parable or a story or a movie, and let them understand that this is a movie. Yeah. About a parable. Yeah. Here we go. Even yeah, but I just it just. Seems but that's like, as far as you want to take it anyway. Almost all the kids I know who are raised without religion just casually never sought it out at, at all after. They don't feel like something's missing. It's weird. Once you create something, then you feel this need to replace it. So, yeah. Anyway. Cut them a break. I think we got into this a lot with the Rachel Bloom cast. We did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next, next email here. We got one from Jeremy. Uh, my fiance and I are planning on getting married in Vegas next May. Neither of us have ever visited there before. Everyone we ask tells us different places to stay. What would you recommend, or, or uh, what area would you recommend staying? You guys want to hit that? As far north as you can go is uh, always a good bet. <laughs> Reno. <laughs> uh, let me see. Here's the thing, right? Like we, for our wedding, we had a bunch of people coming to town. We packed them all into the Red Rock. And the reason why Red Rock is an awesome it's a nice spot. place. It's it right is, near uh, my house. It is uh, super affordable mm-hmm. uh, for what you get. Yeah, you know, like it's it's still it still can cost a little bit, but not like the restaurants are affordable. Not like the Strip, and it's mm-hmm. posh, but with good restaurants that are affordable. Exactly right. Yeah, for yeah, non-Vegas yeah. people, Red Rock is not on the Strip. It's, it's way out. Yeah, it's way out. Yeah. It's in there, Summerlin. There, there is a there is a free. I think I'm like talking like I work there. There is free shuttle service that takes you directly to the Strip and back. Mm, look at that, and that leaves uh, like every uh, half hour, I think. And so you can just go into it. I like it because you can dip into the Strip and do the Strip thing, but then you can go back and like all the things you want out of the fancy. Casinos, you get a Red Rock uh, for for cheap. So that's usually my recommendation. That's a great recommendation. I would I would second that. Stay at Red Rock because the pool is amazing, and you can just go out there and get the whole place is groovy, man. It's a really cool spot, and it's it's relatively new. You're going to be here in May, and they do uh, outdoor concerts in in May. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Beach Boys, and you're right next to the actual Red Rock, which is, means you can go out there and take a little tour of the beautiful views to, to the uh, the hiking and all that stuff is really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I would say, where is it? I remember we, I took a bachelor party to the, do the uh, Golden Nugget because I wanted to take a water slide through a Shark Tank. Yep. Yeah. And so I just was like, whatever, we're taking a water slide through a Shark Tank, and who cares? You did uh, it. But they got the, the new towers there are nice, and and then downtown, you just go out the back. You got the ass and the downtown casinos. It's all in Fremont. You get to walk around and do that thing, and that's also affordable. If money is no option, you got your Bellagio, you got your Caesars, the Win, Cosmopolitan, the Win. Those are all super fancy, super mm-hmm. nice rooms, and that's right in the heart of downtown or of, uh, of, of the, the strip. strip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, also, when Paul buys a new toy, does he keep it in the package or does he open it? I always Ooh. hear him talking about his toys, but I've never heard if he opens them or not. It's a very good question. There was a time when I was a mint in box guy. I am no longer. There are the occasional figures that I do keep mint in box, and I will double up on a few uh, just to keep one in the package and one out. But for the most part, I am an out-of-box collector at this point. With the, uh, also, uh, in Paul's pants, same way. He uh, keep, lets his package out. Out of during, the box, baby. Uh, for when we record two episodes at the same time, one episode he'll keep his dick in his pants, and the next episode he'll keep his dick out of his pants. Uh, it was a little disconcerting at first, but you get used to it. Yeah, yeah. a little, uh, a little. Well, you adjunct. kept trying to mic it, and I was like, Jacob, stop trying to mic Paul's junk. Well, I mean, if it's going to be there, you, I mean, you want, we want the people at home to hear it. <laughs> people don't know it sounds like Sinatra. <laughs> it's my own singing sword. It's my old button fly in my eye. Look out, this crazy cock has something for you. <laughs> this cuckoo wiener jutting out of my pants. Look out, hey. The dames line up and they all get knocked down because my cuckoo cock is strutting around. <laughs> Me a give- pharaoh. <laughs> All the Jack Daniels is gone. <laughs> uh, real quick little side note on the uh, toy collecting front. Yeah. We are in a dilemma right now. I don't know if the news is broken yet. I, I still am in the dark. The uh, Matty Collector uh, Club Eternia subscription service for my He-Man toys is in limbo. They only met 90% of their quota What during this last drive. So they reopened a subscription service uh, for the weekend, and I don't know if it's going to go through. It's going to be the last year anyway, so we don't know if these next 12 months after December are going to be filled with the last few He-Man figures, or if the line is going to have to end and uh, be something completely different. Are you going to go nuts if that happens? No, no. It, it's a it's a lot of money that I don't have to spend. It's kind of nice. He'll make his own. It'll be okay. Well, there, there's a very, very active uh, fan community of, of people making their own mods, and yeah, so... Uh, but uh, we'll see. Uh, it'd be a shame if it doesn't go through. They they made it to ninety percent, so we'll see. I hope it does go through. Guys, write in and support Paul. I could use your help right now. He's in a dark <laughs> I'm place. I'm fine. I'm fine. Paul's in a dark. I'm He's really put his penis fine. away and everything. There are plenty of other toys to to put money towards, and uh, yeah. But this was a great line. Shout out to uh, Matty Collector and uh, Scott Knightlick and that whole crew. All right. Uh, Jeremy says that he enjoys all three of you guys' podcasts, but Ice Cream Social has become my favorite because it is the only one with both of you on it. Hope to see you at the next Bucket Show and keep up the good work. Explosion! Nice! nice. He actually wrote the same thing to Penn Sunday School. He wrote the same <laughs> one with you Did he really? Penn. No, 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 no. Oh. That was an honest compliment. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. Uh, well, we have no reason not to believe him, right? He might as well be honest with us. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was confused. Okay. Got it. I'm a dummy. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm going to be offended. Okay. What? I like it. Uh, here's one from Andy. Hey, guys. I have heard you mention ice cream on the show, but can't recall if you mentioned any preferences. So I want to ask the Karl Marx and Friedrich Ingels of the Socialist Podcast, along with Jacob. <laughs> the, I'm a little I'm a little offended that I didn't get a... Uh, didn't get a he ran out of knowledge. He I, named I guess the two so, people yeah. he could name, and that was it. Yeah, at least at least going to be Hitler uh, or something. Castro. <laughs> uh, fuck. I don't know. I would have taken Hitler. Uh, the burning question of the century. Who raised Nazis? <laughs> what is your favorite ice cream flavor slash brand and novelty p- product? Oh, so this is the question you wanted earlier. Yeah. I'm going to so, go with Swirtle by Pinch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm a big uh, peanut butter and chocolate person. Like I like pe- pe- anything with uh, chocolate peanut butter stuff in it. That is good stuff. I'm not a big. I don't like berries. I don't like fruit. Okay. In my ice cream. No, me neither. And I don't like um, candies. I like chocolate. Yeah, I'm a versions big, of like, chocolate, chocolate, caramel, peanut butter, anything in the kind of savory, chocolatey type of area. That's uh, where I'm at. Do you have a favorite brand or anything? I really enjoy Cold Stone's uh, cake batter ice Ooh. cream. That they, they they do the, the Cold birthday Stone's cake, cake uh, yeah, yeah. remix. I like that one. It's got a brownie mixed in it. It's pretty fucking good. I do. Uh, I like. Uh, I honestly do have a pint of Swirtle in my uh, in my in my uh, the delicious Pants. brand. Now that's still Swirtle. selling at uh, Walgreens. Yeah, all yeah, over yeah. And right? it no longer has the Celebrity Apprentice logo on it. It's just Penn's ice cream. It just Penn. That's now. really cool. Penn now just works directly with the uh, with the Walgreens, which makes it uh, better because uh, Donald Trump is uh, a rat person. <laughs> um, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, Unless he would honestly, like to sponsor the Ice Cream Social. Right. Old school supermarket like Briars uh, Cookies and Cream. Mm-hmm. Mm. I like Briars that. is good. Briars makes a good good yeah, ice cream. Yeah, that was, that was the first like high end ice cream that came around the supermarkets. Yeah, but the old yeah. cookies, the first mm-hmm. cookies and cream. I like that. I like that. Yeah, I, somebody put up something about Superman ice cream on Facebook the other day, and it really took me back. I remember as a kid, oh just man, loving that stuff, and it has yeah. this weird not vanilla flavor. Yes, it is not vanilla. It's like it, is, it is, but not it's not vanilla. Yeah, it's so strange. It's it's, it's a uniform flavor through yeah. all three three colors. Yep, but it's not. It's, it's, just not. Just, it's Superman ice cream. Yeah, it's just sweet. It's I want I want to try it again. Yeah, uh, as a kid, I thought it was great. sherbet with the ice cream, like the uh, creamsicle, creamsicle but, style. Creamsicle, but in the ice cream, I'm a sucker for that mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine, mine would be the uh, the bluebell ice cream. I really like the bluebell yeah, like ice cream. The bluebell, the brand new ice cream that no one's ever heard before that Paul brought to Las Vegas. Oh, did Paul it. bring that? I wish. Thank you, Paul. Good <laughs> job. I love that. No, shit. I grew up with that stuff. That's that, crazy. That was, uh, like that's Texas and Louisiana and everything down there. So the ice cream that we would get with our school lunches was bluebell ice cream. Wow. Wow. Yeah, eating it with like the little Spoiled. wooden spoons. That was the and everything. first positive thing I've heard about a Louisiana education ever. <laughs> 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 it was the only positive thing about the school lunches, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, he also wanted to know uh, if you have any favorite um, ice cream novelty products, like the frozen Snicker bars or anything like that. Oh, uh, oh! I, I thought I was thinking products. Like, I love the scoop where you, where you move the thumb thing and it <laughs> scoops it out for you. You know what? The windshield wiper that's inside the scoop. That's my favorite novelty. <laughs> you know what's still stuff. fucking good? I really like is push-ups. I was just oh, I just pops. had a push up the other day. They're fucking good. Yeah. They're still really fucking good, guys. Yeah. Like I've been going through like a kid a kid treat phase. Oh oh really? The guy I who know. started this episode with a fucking candy cigarette? <laughs> Talked about his He-Man toys. Uh, okay, right. All right. So, how my, long has this phase been going on? Uh, since I was an infant, since I was a baby, he currently has his hand on his Super Mario backpack. Yeah, right. I do have a Super Mario backpack that I use unironically. I'm surprised you didn't drive here like a Care Bear cloud car. <laughs> it's a stormtrooper car. It is a stormtrooper car. It is a toy. <laughs> Everything's I mean, a fucking toy. Yeah. Okay. You don't, well, have to, you don't have to make something up about his car to make fun of you're it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I. Uh, yeah. So you had to push a pop because you know the sun came up because because <laughs> it was it was a essentially yeah. room in his freezer. Yeah. I go to the grocery store and I'm like, well, let's see what I need. I need some chips, <laughs> some gummy bears, and a coke. I'm good. Let me get one of these weird like 99 cent kickballs. That that's are it. That's that's that is Paul's trip to the grocery store. That's why I go to Walmart more than anything. Is so I can go toy shopping while I'm also grocery shopping. I'm not. <laughs> that's exactly it. I think. Oh, I got to go get groceries. Kidding. I'm going to Walmart so I can see what wrestlers are new uh, and all kinds of goofy shit. Uh, Paul, not only, he doesn't have a bed. He doesn't have a water bed. Paul sleeps in a ball pit. Paul just has. <laughs> 
I would do it. I would. That'd be great. I bet that's good for the spine. Yeah, sure. I bet it's not. A lot of lumbar. A lot of lumbar support. Four out of five chiropractors recommend ball pit beds. <laughs> that, what's your sleep number? Eight thousand balls. <laughs> I prefer four thousand balls. Yeah, it gives me a, it gives me a firmness, but I'm not married to it, and yes. I can still stand up in my bed. <laughs> At eight thousand balls, I could drown in my bed. <laughs> Um, what was the question? <laughs> Ice cream uh, novelty products. Well, there's something else. You, you said the you said the push up. No, yeah, that was it. Or it was it. Yeah, that was it. Oh, yeah, I was, was it. oh, I was just gonna say uh, Capri Suns. I'm I'm really big on Capri Suns again. All oh of a sudden. yeah. Uh, he says the, uh, the you can put something bar. drinkable in a bag instead yeah. of a cup. That's yeah. a good. That's good news. Right, yeah. Uh, and he says would, the Snickers bar is like crack. If he'd ever tried crack, you might be able to confirm this, but you will just have to trust me on my review. The frozen Snickers bar. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, irregardless of my take, whoa, that's, that's not a word. That's not I'm a just, word. I'm just reading the email. All right, but man. that's not a word. Just reading the email. Get rid of that word. Look, it's not a word. Hey, Keep look, up the great work. The big scoop, Andy. <laughs> when it comes to correcting grammar, I don't think we should fire the first. You're shot. right. We shouldn't fire. <laughs> the first shot. We should fire. But the I will. First I will. Shot. I will fire shots to kill that word. That's a silly word. You know what? You just got another candy cigarette out, and you are drunk with power right now. Look <laughs> at you. You're, just being, you're being a bully. You're being aggressive. By the way, like remember, remember, like your worst day as a child is when you stabbed the back of a Capri Sun. Like you went to put the worst in. day as a child. Try worst day three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I lived that nightmare. Three weeks. I three weeks I ago. More recent. I lived that nightmare, and it got all over my couch. I had to. I had to sprint. It was my leather couch. I had to sprint and go uh, get some stuff, clean it up real quick. I, I made it okay. So it's uh, a used leather couch. You know what's funny is, is uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> part of the worst. Part of the thing. But it's that, great. That's definitely the thing that starts to happen with the kid stuff. Is that like adults are actually psyched to start doing those like. Adults are psyched to eat the little gummy candies, you know, the, the fruit candy, chewy fruit things, and the and the uh, fruit roll ups. Yep, and the and the Capri Suns. So you're getting you're just starting onto this path now. Yeah, I'm gonna start. Or you're gonna get reinvolved with all the fun kid shit. I am. I'm gonna start eating little little kid chicken nuggets in different shapes. I'm so excited. Kid cuisine. Kid cuisine. You're gonna be best friends with that penguin. Um. All right. Let's finish up with a little jock versus. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Jock versus Explosion. Explosion. Wait, whose version is that? That's a new one from Nick? No, that's uh that's the other one that Nick sent in a long time ago with the uh with the other one. But we never played that one because it's not the uh the oh, high the pitched death metal voice. that we yeah. like. Wow, oh, that's the right. cookie monster version. That's, that's right. fun. Yeah, I, like I just found cookie, that one, so I, like I decided to throw that one in death, there. Death metal, that's cool. All right, all right, Nick. Nick's got range. Nick, you you surprised I think we probably didn't get into that the first time, and now we are. Now we're into that. Yeah, we're into we're into next range. We're into next range right now. <laughs> All right, Paul, what do you got? Breaking news: <laughs> <laughs> the 2015 Club Eternia subscription is a go. Oh, you just got! I get now? another year of toys. <laughs> Hooray! Thousands of my hard-earned dollars. Oh, sweet! Oh, I'm fucking excited. The question, I'm, I guess, is the is how hard is Paul right now? I'm pretty bonerific. No, it's my question. The question is to me. Bonerific is my answer. <laughs> Correct. You got it exactly right. Nailed right. it. 
I'm going to, in honor of this wonderful revelation, I'm going to ask you a He-Man trivia question. Oh, good. A Masters of the Universe trivia question. Are you familiar at all with any Masters of the Universe stuff? I watched it as a kid. That's it. Okay, great. So this will hit you. This is from one of the cartoons. Okay. Uh, The the Classics Collection actually uh, made this into an action figure, a huge action figure, biggest in the line. It's a giant piece. It's about, I don't know, 20 inches tall when you stretch it out. It's huge. Anyway, uh, this is a dragon from the cartoon that talks to He-Man and Man-at-Arms and a couple other people. Um, do you know his name? The cool talking cool ancient talking dragon, dragon, ancient this, dragon of Eternia. This is the trivia question. Yeah, my trivia question is: Do you know the name of the ancient talking dragon that lives in Eternia? Drago. Ivan Drago. Good guess. Ivan Drago. Ivan <laughs> Drago. That's right. He, he From fought, Rocky Four. He fought Rocky, and then he li- he moved to Eternia. He must break you. Yeah. I must break you. I I'm must dragon. breathe you. Um, I must fire breathe you. Uh, what a drag. Was that his name? <laughs> yes. He is the he is basically the Priscilla of, of Eternia. <laughs> Terrence Stamp did the voice. Beautiful. He does kind of sound like Terrence Stamp, actually. It's very, very proper English-sounding uh, actor that they got to do the voice work. It's pretty cool. All right, last guess. Mm-hmm. Jennifer. No. Damn it. Nailed it. Jen? Is it Jen? It's not Jen. Two ends, Jen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name? Uh, his name is Granamir. Granamir. I was close. <laughs> Is there two ends in Grandamere? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going for. Um, <laughs> I, in case you didn't know, I didn't have a second jock or a second nerd ready. Yeah, to go. I was gonna say you have no follow up on this at all. You literally just were content to sit back with your candy cigarette. I'm pretty happy. <laughs> I'm pretty happy right now. Paul, an Australian uh, football coach, which uh, we know as soccer, after a World Cup qualifying victory over Jordan in Melbourne, made a very offensive statement about women. What did he say? He's in trouble for saying this. Uh, women shouldn't be goalies because the ball could get stuck in their vahoo. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe he knew that. <laughs> no. Yeah, so he got in trouble for saying that. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, that's not it? Okay. Let me no, think, no, no. think of another offensive thing. Um, <laughs> he said... Um, he said, if a woman wants to play soccer, there's the fucking foosball table. <laughs> <laughs> was that was that it? No. <laughs> Close, closer, <laughs> okay, closer. Okay, closer, closer. Um, he said, uh, I don't mind having girls on the field as long as they are buried up to their heads. <laughs> was that it? No. No, no. Okay. It's uh, just weird. <laughs> Uh, he said, he oh, said, his name is Holger Osiek. Holger that, Osiek. Does Holger that help? Osiek. Yeah, does that help you? <laughs> sure. So he said, he said, uh, he said, women playing soccer. Who will bring me my Gatorade? <laughs> Was that it? No. No. Okay. Uh, he said. Um, he said. Well, I don't. I don't think any excuse for girls to wear shorts should be ignored. But they <laughs> only get to wear these shorts. And dance, not play <laughs> soccer. Nope. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, he probably said something along the lines of, I'd love to see girls play soccer. Show it to me. <laughs> um, nope. Uh, he said, 
he said, um, I don't know if you've ever taken this many swipes. <laughs> I'm all for equal rights. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, he's, <laughs> he probably said something to the effect of, of uh, uh, we <laughs> we'd have to hire extra groundskeepers to clean up the menses. <laughs> and that's not in the budget. Oh man! <laughs> he said. He said. He said. How will we know when somebody's actually getting a red card, or if it's their time of the month? Oh. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull back on this. Um, I've probably said far more offensive things than he actually said. He said women should shut up in public. Whoa! Yeah. I. You know what? He actually trumped me. That's pretty great. That is actually pretty. Holy pretty shit! Oh, wait, you just advocated for burying them up to their heads on the soccer field. <laughs> I didn't advocate. I was playing devil's advocate, <laughs> putting words into his mouth. But goodness, I didn't even get close. And then in apologizing, he said, I got information that it created waves. That was not my intent. <laughs> not my int- I got information that it created waves. Yeah. That was not my intent. Like my intent was for there to be less waves because of all hey, the women not talking. Hey, Holger, uh, you fucked up. Oh, I just got that information. I yeah, that well, information. I guess no one listened to me and shut the fuck up. So I'm offended. I sincerely apologize. It was off the record and complete misunderstanding. It was more meant as a joke. More uh, meant as a joke. Yeah. We shouldn't take any remarks seriously. Now, if that's the case, I mean, I we do say terrible things to each other. We just did it. You just did it as a joke. Uh, yeah, but we're on joke. a joke podcast. <laughs> <laughs> But any of those things taken out of context, as they will be when they're when they're made into drops, right? Uh, that, it, it's gonna be it's gonna be terrible. Yeah, that's true. That's true because the hooray for Nazis drop. I keep getting tagged in Nazi shit, and I don't want that. You brought that even, upon yourself. Even as a joke, I don't want to be tagged in Nazi stuff because hooray I don't for Nazis. I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to explain once. Yeah, 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 right. yeah it's like, Matt, Guys, no, it's a joke. I don't ever want to answer Matt. What's up with all the Nazi shit? Yeah, it's a joke. Remember how funny the Nazis are. <laughs> I'm on the hunt for balls. Now that is quality. Uh, yeah, no, that yeah, because uh, Mel Brooks kind of covered it. He lampooned the shit out of them, and it's done. Uh, he also said, uh, "I say it to my wife at home. It's a private one. It's a private one. A private. It's a private joke where I it's abuse my joke. wife verbally. Yeah. yeah, where I say knock knock, and she can't say shit. <laughs> <laughs> knock knock." Just testing you, bitch. <laughs> Where's my coffee? Where's my Gatorade? Where's my Gatorade? <laughs> Red card. Red Go to card. Son of bed. <laughs> We've killed Paul. <laughs> There's like four candy cigarettes in his throat right now. <laughs> oh. It's better than four hot dogs. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's enough for me. <laughs> Let's get out of here. I want to thank Jacob, our audio guy. <laughs> I want to thank Tony Longworth, our UK music bitch. I want to thank Nick for his uh, Jack versus Nerd metal music. I want to thank Ace Munns for his illustrations uh, and helping us out on our Facebook page. So cool. which Look up uh, Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social on Facebook. Join our page. A lot of pictures, a lot of fun bits go up there uh, every day. I try to post something on there. Uh, follow our show on Twitter at HeyScoops. I want to thank uh, Inspired Theater for letting us a green room to record. And I want to thank Penn Gillette for creating this wonderful podcast. Oh, yeah, that guy? He's Paul Mattingly. The dude over there is Matt Donnelly. Follow him at Sweet Matty D. Follow Paul at The Famous Paul on Twitter. And, Paul, you do a lot of interacting on your Twitter account. I try. 
Yeah, I try to send messages back if people have an honest, interesting question. Yes, I try to. I go on there with our Hey Scoops account to retweet anything you might do, but most of your stuff is about interacting with the kids. It's hard to retweet the stuff where it's just responses. Yeah, that's that's the thing I don't quite understand with Twitter. It's weird because then when I if I I try to direct message reply, yeah, do those does that still goes out as a tweet to everybody? Uh, it depends if if you follow each other. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just get this straight on the air as we do our wrap up. <laughs> uh, if you follow each other, you can direct message each other, uh, but without it being one, a tweet, right? But, but if, if I don't follow them, the other, yeah, then it just all right. Goes so out I got to make a waves. point to follow anyone that I am going to direct, direct message, message or right. tweet. Now, if you uh, just respond to someone and it's not me, it will not show up on my feed. Only tweet any any tweet that begins with an at symbol stays on your page. Does that make sense? No. So if I write to you, yeah. Uh, everyone who follows me can see that on their newsfeed. Yeah, you respond to me. Um, I'll get the notification on that, and uh, but you won't show up on Jacob's Twitter feed. Oh, I see. On the response. Okay, but that's only if I but direct if I click, respond to you. Right, but if you if I click on your profile, then I will see your responses to other people. Right. Okay. Interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was another social media lesson. Matt's with the dish. <laughs> All right. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>